Yo, 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 what's happening, everyone? Hey, episode 13, we got a double feature, well, not really a double feature, I guess the second coming, <laughs> dang, oh, wow. um, that's weird, Kino is back, howdy um, y'all, howdy ho, yes, yeah. yes, Remember exploring, uh, change worlds worlds? Again. exploring worlds again, exploring the universe now, now, I guess, the galaxies and everything God. beyond. The spiritual consciousness that is human beings. <laughs> I brought some discovery feel with me. Cool. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Well, let's not waste any time. I mean, how you been, man? Yeah, what have Fantastic. you Fantastic. Uh, enjoying California. Heck, yeah. What's new since last time we spoke? Since last time we spoke, um, I've completed the celebration of another year around the sun. Nice. Wow. I'm now officially 29 years old on the books. Beautiful. Wow. I, the funny story is I actually thought I was 29 for a minute there while I was only 28. I was tripping on my age for a while, like six months ago. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah, but now I know I'm officially uh, 29. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. Hey, has that ever happened to you where you just like wake up some days and you're like, I don't remember how old I am. Am I 20? Am I 29? <laughs> yeah. No, I can confirm to you I'm now 29. You know, Welcome, Scorpio it, season, bro. It takes a second. It does. I mean, you, get, you spend the whole year telling everyone you're a certain age. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh. Yeah, and the numbers are obviously meaningless, man. I'm just glad, very grateful to be, uh, be, have got as far as I've come and be as old as I am now, yeah. which is still very young, and that's what I'm thankful about. Is like I still have a young mind, and uh, I feel like I'm just starting in everything that I'm exploring, you know? Yeah, yeah. and you also passed the 27 club, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, which worried me for a while when I was I, in it, you know? Yeah, when you're 27, <laughs> I'm about like to get to like... five years without a drink, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh. Nice, nice. Dodge a bullet on that one. Yeah. That's a big milestone. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Thank you. That's so, legendary, man. What? So, how's that process been? Oh, really good, man. I mean, uh, no mimosas or wine or anything for five years. Things that used to be part of, you know, the catalog of what a good day might be. You yeah. Know, like, oh, what? What is a great weekend? Those things haven't been part of my great weekends for five years, but I've had some really good fucking weekends. You know what nice, I mean? Nice, yeah. Yeah, I've learned a new way to live. And exactly. That's, I think overcoming anything that you don't want to have a part of your life anymore, whether it be a habit, a thing, or a person, it's just about imagining a new one, a new life, a new lifestyle, yeah. and then just diving into it and committing just for long enough for it to stick. And it's stuck, man. So I'm good. Yeah. I'm good without it. Wow. That's tight, man. Shout I mean, Lord out. knows I love cannabis. Though. I mean, hey, who doesn't? Can't well, there are some you. that don't, and uh, it's not for everybody, but for those that it is, uh, you're welcome to join me if you're of good vibes and good people. You know, good company. Yeah. I love to keep around if there's good cannabis. Heck yeah. Good cannabis is only made better by good company. It is. It is. Because it's like, okay, it's one thing to have it, but then when you have good company, you're like, wow, now everything's great. It is in the presence of good company that I love to clear the haze, and with that, I will hit my first bowl of the... <laughs> hey, lighter flick. No Lil Wayne. Hey. Just Kino. Just Kino. I'm excited. Um, True professional. If I if I could ask you this, um, hey Toby, you're in you're in the process of are you are you leaving Los Angeles soon or? Yeah, well, I'm gonna be going to Texas uh, this Wednesday to be in town back home in San Antonio for like a week, and then I'll be coming back here for a couple of days, and then I have a couple of trips, including a family trip to Pennsylvania, New York, uh, cool. for Thanksgiving. That's fine. And then I'll be doing some more business traveling and then I'll be back in Texas for Christmas and New Year's. And then I'll be in Colorado and Washington at the beginning of January and then back here. So you're back here next year. I'll be back here again for a good period of time, like another month in the second week of January. Okay. 
Yeah. It's a good time. But I still should be here again in a week and then probably again one more time. Yeah, for that's really week. quick, bro. That's really fast. Like, next thing you know, it's going to be January. Yeah, man. Things have gone really well out here. Uh, vape is uh, is definitely something that I see taking off more and more out here for me and hemp. And I just, I'm excited about the future. But really, to be honest, my main focus has been my art. I've been writing again. And um, when you're in a creative mode, everything else kind of loses importance. But once you've gotten a lifestyle of organizing yourself, managing yourself, and where need be, you know, helping to manage others' time, you have to uh, you have to prioritize sometimes things that are not necessarily business related. So spiritual things, meditating, doing yoga, eating well, taking the right kind of walks, clearing your mind both in silence and sometimes exposing your mind to just new conversations. All that has yeah. to be put into balance, and all of that has to be there if you want to make good art. So I've allowed California to be. Uh, rejuvenating for me in, in an individual sense of going out and exploring and just meeting new people, having weird conversations I wasn't expecting and opening myself up to new possibilities so that my art can be a reflection of that that conversation I'm having with myself out here. That's awesome. Have you enjoyed yeah. your time a lot in Los Angeles? Oh, hell yeah, man. The weather's been amazing. Yeah. Um, great vibes, great people. Uh, yeah. Wigged out the other day, you know, I yesterday we were moving into a new Airbnb and the I come outside and I'm like, man, the neighbor's barbecuing. Wow. And then I realize that the fire has just blown so much smoke. <laughs> it's yeah. so dense and it smells so thick. You yeah, know, the fires crazy. are nuts right now. The last few days has been crazy out here. Yeah. And so my heart and my prayers go out to all those affected by the fires because when you're so, from a place where that does not exist, like San Antonio, it's just not even in my worldview. I have no idea what a fire feels like. Yet, yeah. someone with a fire in a place where they might have fires has absolutely no concept of what a hurricane was like for us in South Florida. It's its own, you know, little thing, but that's the thing with natural disasters, man, is they're just there. I, I feel to, to show you that, that life can sometimes just pull the rug out from under you. And that's why we have each other. That's why we need each other to hold each other up in a time like that when there's nothing to stand on quite literally. Cause your house is burned down. You might only have the clothes on your back. Yeah. You know, when you find out stories about that, people that had to just leave their house in a rush, make do with what they had on their back it gives you not only compassion and empathy, but reminds you, thankfully, without you having experienced it yourself, that life has this fragility that it needs you to be grateful for and like know that everything's just hanging in this thread of balance. Absolutely. And that's what gives it its beauty. That's what makes it not dull. Seemingly, when you think it's dull, all you got to do is look at really the probability of you not being here. Wow. Um, in your time here in L.A., would you say that there was more moments of growth in a different way i guess um what would you say would you have you grown more spiritually or physically or emotionally um have you grown more uh, in the sense that like your mind has now been opened to like a new idea maybe a a new world that you didn't quite understand or know about before um has coming to los angeles helped you in any way in any of those capacities i'd oh, say wait this has been a spiritual season for me but in a, spir a spiritual season in a way that isn't hasn't been about me going and sitting and demanding that the spirit be there, that my spirit flow, that life flow through me. And that's something that when you grow up in the church, especially if you come from a charismatic background yeah. and you and you're used to being in that, like whether it be Pentecostalism, evangelical movement, whatever it may be, if there was the charismatic in your in your church which there was super strong in mind. Mm -hmm. You're used to this 
idea of charisma of the spirit coming when you're doing shit right and not being there if you're not in it if you don't let it flow through you you know so there's like this on off switch that people talk about in the church or that people will associate with worship and being in regular life but still seeking to experience that communion with the divine for myself and have a feeling of worship and praise coming from me to the universe to god to everything the way i see it now i want that to be something that flows from me is genuine but i know that it's something that's real and should be shared with other people so being in somewhere like california where i have venice beach right outside my door i go walk it i've been walking worshiping per se just like being grateful for the trees and the people i'm walking by and i notice them like communing with me in that like they just smile back at me in this way like yeah life is good yeah and you can tell that some of these people are going through some shit like i'm these are sometimes some of these people are vagabonds or homeless people however you want to put it and yet they're smiling at me like with that eternal joy like bouncing back that piece to me and and to me that speaks way louder than just someone in church going oh yeah and like peace be to you or like yeah god bless you brother like yeah everything's great and then not meaning it now of course a lot of times they do mean it but i just mean like I live so much of the bullshit that I didn't want that to be me. I didn't want to have like a discipline or routine or ritual where I'm like, it's okay to just bullshit and say everything's good. Right. And so to go somewhere to meet God like a beach and say, hey, I just want to meet you in the sand and I just want to see you in the waves and in the sunset and in the the sail. You know, I I keep on joking. Every time I walk around this beach and it's like the sun setting, I'm like, are these sailboats fake? Is this <laughs> is this mountain that's painted in the background? Yeah, painted like did Bob Ross do this shit? Know, it's right? so surreal to me sometimes. I'm like, am I tripping? You know, like it's crazy. The colors are so vibrant, and this is Venice Beach where there's yeah. also like people just begging for food. Right, and you're like, this is life. Like all of this together is life. Yeah, that sand is pristine, and yet there's like broken glass bottles sometimes, and cigarette butts. Yeah, like this is life. Like the beautiful and the ugly, the yin and the yang, and the beautiful thing about being out here is that yeah. While things can be so beautiful, I've also experienced acute personal pain and dealt with it because I needed to go somewhere to deal with it. I was looking for a retreat from my normal surrounding and circumstance to deal with things that I know have been working in my in my subconscious my entire life. And it's like I'm just lucky enough to deal with them at this age and not waiting yeah. to be 65 and resenting this or pretending like it's not a part of me. Right, right. So, I mean, what... Uh- like going for where where do you feel you have to go now i got you like you've done this you there's i think there's several things that happen in our lives that are we see as graduations but other people don't see they're like they're totally internal struggles. They're they're totally internal journeys. And because of that, because the people don't see them, then we just assume we're the only ones going through them, which is wrong. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, each person's journey is individual, mm-hmm. is an individual one. So we do have to gain the empathy to know you don't really know what the other person's going through you, but you have to have inside of you the knowledge that you're not the only one going through it so that you can find both the strength in maybe the counsel of someone else or the comfort of their hug or just their presence with you, but also so you can know you can fucking do it. Yeah. Because sometimes you get so low that you just, the mind becomes this pessimistic, dead, uh, broken record player. It's yeah. just like, it's just repeating maybe a hundred choice phrases or words 
that are pessimistic, negative in nature that you've heard throughout your life, you have not mustered out the power, will, or discipline to remove them from the vocabulary, from the lexicon. Right. So they're just bouncing around in your mind. And now in the worst time, they're coming just cycling. Boom, yeah, boom, broken right. record. So the the Zen master is like, boom, let's cut that out and is able to do so by letting those wash away in waves. I'm not the Zen master. I'm dealing and learning with how that negativity is okay, acceptable, and nothing to then shame myself over. Yeah. And by not getting negative energy around these negative thoughts and rather just being an observer to them and just saying, okay, that's natural, let them pass. But hey, maybe they're not right. Maybe they were given to me by a loving person or in a situation with trauma or drama that I was too young or too immature to fully understand. And they were now wired in my memory in a way that is negative to me. Yeah. But I have the power to reframe these thoughts and this situation. Change your, your Case outlook. in point. I'll give you a case in point. Lately, I've had to deal with very, very important relationships in my life. Yes. Demanding for me to make the step of concession. Not so that the other person gains anything per se, but rather because the universe is telling me, right? if you do not make this concession, you will give ground to your ego to become something you've chosen you do not want to be. Yeah. So what are you going to do? It's game time. You're on the fifth yard line. You're 95% to where the fuck you want to go. Yeah. What are you going to do, bro? And when the higher self talks to you like that and gets you motivated and going somewhere, yeah. but you feel in your actual gut, like in your stomach, the butterfly zone, the I'm feeling sick zone, yeah. that this is going to be so tough and there's a high chance of failure and therefore maybe you shouldn't do it. If there's that similar fear and passion, drive, love pushing you somewhere, that's the yin and yang of greatness. That's a, a moment you should just jump into. Yeah. Why? Because it's really that moment of shit or get off the pot and... 90-something percent of people might just overlook most of those situations in their life and not achieve, attain, or get to the greatness they're looking for and whatever. Yeah. But the, the few that do do that regularly, they get not necessarily more brave, but they just get more used right. to those situations. The comfort of the situation. It's, 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 it's kind of a weird artificial comfort. It's like the comfort a bull rider has around a bull. Does yeah. he have any logical reason to be comfortable around that monstrosity right. of an animal? Right. And by that, I don't mean in a negative. I mean, that thing's gorgeous. It's this just powerful bull. Yeah. There's no reason that this person should be comfortable jumping on the back of this thing and trying to hold on to his, for his life. Right. Except that he has something to prove in this hormone testosterone just surging through his veins. Yeah. But outside of that, it's stupid. But why is that guy doing it? Because he has a comfort. He's done it enough times to know, hey, it's it's possible. Yeah. There's probability not on my side, but I'm willing but, to write hey, it. It's eight when seconds. we do that with our fear, yeah, you become great in your own in your own being it, within the measure and construct of what it would mean to you. Right. So it's not for somebody else, and it's not to somebody else. It's not in somebody else's language or under anybody else's measures. It's not with your friends' values. It's uh-huh. not what your mom thought you would be. Or what your sister says you can become, right. or what a teacher said you could be, or what a mentor, or what your girlfriend, or anybody. It's ultimately there's a seed inside of you of just unparalleled greatness, uncomprehensible greatness, magnitude we don't know, magnitude we cannot comprehend. Yes. And that seed will or will not grow, depending on just like every other seed, whether it gets sun, water, and air. Uh-huh. And if we allow ourselves to grow in that seed, 
a lot of great things can happen. But it's not easy to find soil, water, and air, and sun, and and just let that happen yeah. and stand through all the trial. So some of us give up and accept less than what we might have as a potential inside of us. And that's okay because there's no demand, I think, from life to like ah, be great. No. But just know, just just know but the possibility. You there. got it in you. Yeah, everybody does. Some yeah. crazy sauce. Like you could choose to not. Do yeah, it. like sure. everyone's a ninja that doesn't know it. Everyone's a samurai. Right. Everyone is like the ultimate warrior of any tribe your family came from. Everything that you think you want to be as a man or wish you could be as a woman, you are. You're a queen and a king. You just exactly. you're asleep to it because we're in, exactly. we're a species with amnesia. And all those people of lore. You just kind of forget in all the mystique of them that they were just people. They were humans, just like you and I, and they just had the drive to accomplish something, and they got it done at a really high level. Yeah, and going back to the last podcast on the hero cycle, yeah. you're your own hero. Yeah. Your ultimate self, the one that speaks to our moments of dire need and when greatness comes through, that's that's the hero. You're yeah. the hero. Yeah. Look, I, I, man, that's I like that. That's thick. We we um we were talking about the Anunnaki two oh, episodes nice. ago, um, and we really weren't sure really what too much about it. But I know you you kind of know more about that. Oh stuff. no 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 no! Don't drag me into this, man! <laughs> don't drag me into this at all, bro. The I don't media know shit. tricks. Yeah yeah, you heard wrong, man. Okay. I mean, it's a word. It's a word I'm interested in, and I've uh, yeah. read and seen some things about, but I don't feel comfortable talking about it i really don't know shit about it man yeah same here though like i i, I brought mean, it up anyone and I don't really know, know like where's the uh, beyond a couple of inscriptions and hieroglyphs here and there like where 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 is all this knowledge coming from look knowledge is inside of us man like how do we tap into that extra layer of consciousness oh yeah just like, a little oh, bit of dmt <laughs> just yeah. going, going back to that can you microdose dmt yeah. Um, you can, but I don't think that's really where I'm talking about. Yeah. No, I'm talking know, about deep. No, I know, but I'm talking about flying through the top of your head into another dimension and talking to beings of maybe higher dimensions about things that pertain to all dimensions and are seemingly obvious yeah. until you get back here and you're like, I don't remember shit. <laughs> I don't, I don't even, am I supposed to be picking my nose and wiping my butt right now? Yeah. It's, we are. We are animals, and yet at the exact same time as being animals, we are spirit, dude. We are light. We are the essence of everything, the electricity yes. that tingles and animates all of life. Yes. But at the same time, animating this, like, dumb, needy body. Yeah. But know that the body that is dumb and needy has evolved and has within it the highest technology on Earth. Very period. dumb and needy. Period. Honestly, blank. why haven't we evolved beyond but that's the yin and yang, food man. and water? Water. But I think that's kind of what keeps you connected and grounded in this mm, dimension. With, with and and I think we will reality. evolve beyond it. But I, I, I first They will want, be truly I, deep in the simulation at that point. Definitely. What I want to point out is the fact that when that, that first um, two episodes ago, the Sebastian episode that we recorded this morning, mm-hmm. we talked about how basically they've now gotten to the point where you can create water. And we, I was like, holy shit. We were having a whole conversation about it. But the, at the whole time, I was just like, damn. Like this is so. But what real. do you mean by create water? Because it's just molecules. It's just oh, H2O. like rearrange molecules to make water. Yeah, like yeah. Two I mean, companies could probably yeah. do it at this point. I mean, honestly, that's all Dasani and Aquafina. Because that's, well, that's and that's over purified right. water. Because it's, when you drink hydroxyl, like the the uh, Kangen machines, yeah, 
the hydroxyls just reformulated, reorganized molecules that are now, you know, they're not really water. It's hydroxyl, but wow. it becomes an alkaline, you know, drinkable form of water that's better for you, more hydrating yeah. than the the larger molecule, flat kind of dead water that comes out of your sink. Wow. Yeah, that's. But that being said, I believe that if you pray for your water, yeah. you can rearrange. Yeah, those you can rearrange. I mean, it's scientifically proven. And that's that's a subject for another another podcast. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah man. What 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 inspired you to want to come back on the show? I just love talking, man. Yeah, I yeah. love conversations. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, honestly, the last one. But was the last so one was good. fun. It was yeah. fun. I just I love podcasts. I haven't done my own podcast like I said I would uh, since then. But I've just I've been writing and and had a lot of ideas, but I haven't had the equipment in front of me or the people in front of me to do the podcast. Have so, you painted at all? I know we spoke about painting last time. Have you done any? Painting? No, no, I wasn't. No, I, I don't. I wasn't planning on painting. I'm not really a painter. What I was looking for is for uh, the idea of what i want my show to be illustrated like and before i take it to someone i need it to come into my head so i literally just close my eyes sometimes for hours at a time and just yeah. see what comes and fills the runescape in your you know the mind's eye oh man that's that's one of those trippy nights where you're like i cannot close my eyes i like to actually do that in the day with my eyes closed facing the sun to allow the sun is very nice the sun to bring in i mean the sun's bringing in all technology anyway man all the <laughs> intelligence comes into those, that sunlight goes into plants and makes it to us mm. that's deep right dude deep. the sunlight carries the information necessary literal information bits of information that plants use to synthesize chlorophyll Without sunlight having parts of the information, packets of information that are not included in the plant, not in the soil, not in the nutrients, not in the other plants, not in the water. Yeah. Without the sunlight's information, the plant couldn't make chlorophyll. Without the chlorophyll, you could not sustain any other life on here. Wow. It's crazy. That's crazy. And then there's mushrooms. Then there's fungus, man. That's yeah. a whole nother world. And yeah. the craziest thought is that that light that's touching us is seven years old. At it takes least. seven years to reach from sun to earth. So in the morning when we feel that warmth, when we walk outside, that's seven years old. That that originated seven in years 2011. Ago. Wow. Like, it's it's just a strange thought. But I feel like some things are worth waiting for. I mean, I, I, the sun is Obviously worth, it's waiting, waiting, for. worth yeah. waiting for. Yeah. yeah. That's like... Man, that's a bad girl. You're yeah. waiting for her almost yeah. a decade. Look, she didn't have two, three husbands, man. but Faithfully. I'm still waiting. It's snowing. I'm going to run outside to greet you, baby yeah. girl. Yeah. No, Come the sun on. is something amazing. It's, when you wow. think about what life on earth is and how bound it is to the sun yeah. and to the moon, yeah, the tides, sunlight, temperature, weather, uh, well, everything, the way know. the water moves around, the surf, the way weather is bound by it's crazy. We are just tiny focused. ants yeah. being controlled by this super hot exploding ball of fire. Yeah, that's it. And how it reflects off this weirdly polished marble. <laughs> exactly. It's mind-blowing. I mean, it is. It's trippy. And then you have a planet that's mostly covered in water. We don't explore <laughs> it or know it. We're not really adapted to living it. You live in it too long, you turn into a prune. Yeah. They say you turn into a prune to grip stuff underwater. You turn into a prune in what? When you like when you get pruny from being underwater, it's so you can grip things underwater. Oh, that 
That's never really helped me in the bathtub, man. <laughs> I'm well, questioning that logic. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're in, you know, an underwater cave or something, moving rocks. But yeah, but then you get in the sun, I mean, into the ocean, and you're talking about salt water, bro. Mm-hmm. That stuff is, it's good for cuts. Uh-huh. And then after a while, it's going to start drying your lips and, you know. Oh my gosh. Can I, I, I just want to point out. Did you watch Castaway? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Look, man, Castaway, he didn't spend a lot of time in the water. He spent a lot of time being his own dentist and playing with a ball. Yeah, that scene was gnarly. That scene ripping your that tooth scene out still with a haunts rock. me to this day. Oh, really? oh, oh! And hey, honestly, but you have to do it. The infection. Oh, Ooh. the infection, bro. That's what the salt water's for, bro. Yeah, I guess so. Have you ever been to Israel? It's fun. They have the 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 salt Jewish? lake, the salt lake, and it's just like. The Sea of Salt. What is it called? It's called the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the Dead Sea, ah, I definitely want to go. I want to go bounce around in the Dead Sea. It's fun. The Mediterranean is pretty close. I haven't been to the, the Dead Dead Sea, but the Mediterranean the deadest sea of seas? is like, wow. It has a different texture to it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like no, I've, Pacific water is like, okay, this is water. But that's like kind of like. Thick. I have had the chance to get in the Mediterranean. It's, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. But uh, the Dead Sea, I'm sure, would be interesting. You can just, float in the Dead Sea, huh? Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. float. Yeah, you can float. Finally, I can Boy, float again yeah. in water. And and, and what uh, usually what you do is you, you cover yourself in mud first. So, like, they have all this very um, moisturizer. Like, it moisturizes your skin and everything, and it protects you from oversalting it as well. Yeah. Um, so, it's a very interesting process, and it's, like, really fun because you go back to being a kid. And it's That's like awesome. you're just covering up yeah. uh, your whole face and your 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 stomach and your and your back in mud, wow. and then you just get into this water and wash it off. And it's very, it's very spiritual. It's very spiritual so for sure. I want to go to the little pool with all the little fish and, that come up and like That's nibble at your feet and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Is that in Japan? Oh, I got yeah. some of those in Texas for you, bro. Oh, word. Oh yeah, oh, man. man. Minnows will be nibbling on your toes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never feel so pampered again. In your yeah, life. I like, want the softest Whoa! feet ever. I didn't know I was loved like this. I know. These minnows got you, bro. Okay. These I feel minnows. like a crocodile with a bird. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's like you're a hippo. You know when the hippo open up opens up its mouth, yeah, and yeah. this gigantic bird comes, and you're yeah. like, "What? That's trust. That you know? is trust. That's yeah. trust. They have an understanding. Like, bro, you mm. got what I need, dude. Um, honestly, one of my favorite things is just sitting around in water, whatever kind of water. Hopefully, it's fresh, yeah, <laughs> moving water. But no, there's there is something serene about being by the water. Yeah, they say the yeah. best music comes from the rivers. You know, yeah, there's something in the water. All the best music in the United States, for the most part, comes from cities near water, near near rivers, or on rivers. And maybe that's just a coincidence. But civilizations always sprouted near rivers, too. Yeah. And there's something in the water. Fresh water does us good. But also being by the ocean does us good. And that's one of my favorite things about being out here is just looking at something that's just infinitely bigger than you. It just makes you feel tiny instantly. And at the same time, it empowers you. It kind of makes you say, like, everything's okay. If you manage to be here, if everyone manages to be here, it's by grace. You could be drowning out there with the sharks. You're here all comfortable in the sand, man. Yeah. Getting your toes in there by choice. Yeah. There's a lot to be thankful for. Oh, and yeah. I feel like the ocean reminds that. But at the same time, it gives you this humbling just sense of, hey, I'm not that big. I'm actually yeah. tiny. I'm actually really, really, really tiny. The ocean almost thing. killed me twice. And ever since then, I appreciate its force and might. It's just, it's amazing because you, you think about strength, 
and it seems almost quantifiable as a human because you're like oh this is i'm this strong i lift this much but then you get into the ocean and it's like oh hi yeah um i'm an unstoppable force and you are just a (laughs) juggernaut in my way i'm the juggernaut (laughs) yeah i mean for sure undercurrents I, the, the weird thing about the reason I want to go to the Dead Sea is I haven't floated mm. since I lost weight. Yeah. Like, I, when I was 320, oh, I could float. Really? Just like lean back and boom, I'm just buoyant. Oh, that's and awesome. And now I just sink and swimming is a chore. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, I can still tread and I do it for like as a workout, but I don't yeah. sink. I mean, I don't float anymore. So to, I'd like to feel the sensation again of floating in water. Yeah. And one of the weird things when you think about it is that a lot of fish are not buoyant, man. Some of them have buoyancy systems, but sharks can't stop swimming or they die. So they don't sleep. That's a lot of sharks don't sleep. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's why they're crazy. Maybe that's the explanation, man, because every friend I know that doesn't sleep is crazy, too. Yeah. Great. I think we got to the bottom of something. Yeah, we really did. Somebody take a note of that. Yeah. Explanation for why sharks are sometimes psychotic in nature. They're tired. Seemingly. Yeah, they're just sleepy. They're mad. Like. They're hangry and tired. <sighs> wow. That's crazy. I'm Somebody just, over here is sleepy. Yeah, Christine fell asleep. Yeah, Christine's she over here just... She, the vibrations, like I could just feel... It was crazy. I'm like, what the heck? I wouldn't call it a snore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm curious to know more than anything, um, was there anybody out here that really stood out to you during your time? Was there anybody that you just like, you just met in California and you were just like, man, I'm infatuated with this person. Like, they're they're so different. They're so cool. Mm. Or that 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 didn't happen. You were just kind of like, I'm just enjoying myself. No, I'm just enjoying myself. Mm. Um, I don't think know. I'm in a stage of my life and falling in love with people that way, man. Um, I think I generally fall in love with people into a degree, just short of what you described. Uh, in other words. I've reached a point in my life where I give a benefit of the doubt and I present myself to people. I try to present myself to people as receptive as possible to who they ultimately are, not who they're showing to be in the day, in the moment, but to see them from their highest self and their ultimate possibility. And when you do that enough, everyone is going to want a honeymoon with a person that receives them that way. Everyone's going to want to be friends with that person. And there's a power there. But at the same time, it leaves you a responsibility to share back love and light because now people are going to share of their life. Doing that out here in California, experimenting with that form of meeting people has allowed me to warm up to several people. But at the same time, you can't allow someone to go and and be more than they ought to be for you. If you put yourself in a position in your own mind, in the, and especially in the subconscious, maybe it's not known to your conscious mind but if you in your subconscious mind you're somehow lacking and somebody else is going to come in and fill make you complete make you evolve take you to the next level make you who you need to be if there's somebody else who has that power and it's not in your hands then you will meet that person 20 times before you realize that's a lie yeah and you'll date and you'll be friends and you'll go into business or whatever you'll just have all of these people come and fill this supposed vacuum in your life void it's a that's a falsehood until you dispel that falsehood and so i don't i don't like to come in and just fall in love per se or say i like this person and i say that because we have the power to label things mm-hmm. and thereby 
uh, initiate attachment. Oh, I like, I dislike. I think that there's a lesson from the Buddha and from that I've seen from Hinduism and in yoga practice of not attaching ourselves both to outcomes or to things and people to a level that Westerners normally do. Right. And when we don't attach ourselves so much, but yet we commit ourselves to maximum engagement, thereby I am totally engaged in everything in front of me, in the moment, in the present, and the people I am with, yes. that I'm cohabitating with and co-creating with, but yet I'm not attached to the outcome. I will let you be, and I'm going to be. Yeah. And the things that we do co-create together, they will be too. In space and time, right? I like that. But we're not going to be attached to the outcome in the classic sense. Well, there won't be jealousy. We're going to birth and send things on their way. That is a has been a new way of living for me. But it means that, like, I'm single. Going and meeting a, a beautiful girl. I went on a date, and the girl was wonderful, actually. Um, it went better than I had expected. Nice. Maybe because I didn't have too high of expectations. I've learned not to put my expectations super high. Yeah. But honestly, she was just lovely. Uh, I, I talk too much. I always do when I'm nervous. She made me nervous, so I, I talk too much. Yeah. Um, but she was just... She was just what I needed that day uh, to remind me that a date can go well. Yeah. Something could be lovely. But I wasn't going on that date because I was looking for something romantic or someone to sleep with. I just wanted to connect with someone who right. and she frankly wanted to hang out with me. Right. It was right. kind of her uh, her wanting to hang out and go camping. And I realized I really couldn't go. We couldn't go camping in those days. I was like, Maybe we can go watch a movie. She had invited me to go see this movie. I was like, this is perfect. We'll go grab dinner and watch a movie. It all worked out. But really, yeah. it was more an exercise in just being human. Yeah, mm. you know that that has helped me out here be reminded that sometimes the most novel, mundane things are there to remind us in a lesson way of a much larger, more complex, kind of wiser per se lesson. And here for me, it was well, you can't take things too seriously or yourself, and it's okay to get nervous even when you know this is something you're used to. And you're not usually nervous about, you know, I went through a time where I dated a lot and it's not something that normally makes me nervous. I don't think most girls that I'm attracted to really make me nervous um, in the classic sense. But then there's certain girls whose personalities, for some reason, take me and pull out of me a more youthful side of my personality. And that makes me nervous. I don't know why. It's hard why? to. But it's funny that I like that feeling. Mm -hmm. I like to feel like a child again, rather than just being like, huh. You're not taking me from where I'm used to being. Yeah. Where I'm in equanimity and just a total control per se. Or yeah, yeah, I was going to say the yeah. control. The control. No, I. that's the girls that have had the, the biggest impact in my life and thereby probably the largest draw from me and attachment, whether or not I wanted it, have always been the ones that drew me out of my comfort and were like challenged me constantly to be someone new but still be me. Yeah. And not because I needed to change. No, just like experiment with who you want to be. Really? You're that decided? Right. And now I look back and I'm like, huh, it's always been me. No, I've not always been this experimental. Yeah. But I'm glad that some of these people were there in the right time, mentors and family and friends. But then in that really vulnerable area when you're in a relationship, girls that are just like, you are cool to be that or to do this or to say this or to think this way. Yeah. doesn't matter what your family thinks. You're a man. Just figure it out for yourself. And it's like, why does someone have to remind me of that? And sometimes 
it wasn't that they were saying it for the first time. I mean, it probably came out of my mouth and it's being bounced back at me. But you need that affirmation right. sometimes outside of you when you're not finding it in yourself. Hmm. So that you can then be reminded it's inside of yourself and yeah. that's where the root of it was. It, yeah. It's and like the a, strength is coming it's from. It's like a fail-safe system that is just yes. like, hey, if you start to forget... Other people are there to remind you that you have that power. That's a very interesting. Yes, that is that is exactly it. I am my brother's keeper, but I have amnesia, and so does he. So does she. Please remind me. What was I saying? Wow. What did I forget? Who am I? Yeah. Wow. This I love. I love where this conversation went. I love where this conversation. Well, this 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 reminds me of something I remember from the church and learning with one of my father's mentors. When this, do you remember Brother Ben? Ben Fike? Yeah. Okay. So this you don't is, know Ben, bro. We're from oh, I thought talking about San Antonio. Ben. No, no. This is this is one of this is a one of my this father's we spiritual mentors, and he would come and preach at our church. This guy is one of the biggest impacts in my life in a spiritual sense growing up. And I remember having this long sit down with him where we were having uh the communion together, you know. Uh, in Spanish we'd call it Santa Cena, which Santa just means Cena. Um, holy communion, holy dinner together, you know. Um, but basically, we're having communion, we're sharing communion at our house, and he's explaining in a way that just for whatever reason seemed totally revelatory. He said, We are remembering the body. And he was joking about and kind of playing with the words, remembering, separating re, this prefix from membering. Mm-hmm. In other words, we are re becoming members of the body Mm -hmm. we are becoming members again by bringing back to memory that we are the body right so this is a concept in christianity and around the communion that stuck with me it's something i i put i've included in my affirmation that i say every single day i say i am the body because of this understanding i have from the teachings of jesus that not only of my flesh, but that we are one, that we are totally connected. We are the hands and the feet, the fingers, the eyes, the toes. We're everything, all one, totally connected. And yet we have to serve individually in our capacity, Yeah, each other. That's well, part of what it means to be ser- part of the body. Serve, service is, I feel like, the most one of the most important things in humanity because it kind of drives one for that pay it for mentality yeah like, well, i'll help you and hopefully you'll help me someday tell me what you think about this and because i was having this conversation with somebody the other day that was here a friend of a friend that was in town and we were talking about service a community service and working and internships and just all these things because this person's still in college right yeah and or sorry recently some, I, I can't even remember the context, whether they were in college or not, actually. Yeah. But basically, here's the, the run of it. I was saying, it's my feeling mm-hmm. based on my past experience. So this was not at all me trying to tell him to do anything because I really had no advice for him. And he wasn't asking for advice. I was just telling him my feelings about this. But I said, it's my feeling that service is everything, but you can be blind to that. And this is what I mean by that. If you want to make money... Mm-hmm. If you want to make friends, mm-hmm. if you want to make an impact, yeah. right. if you want to make a legacy, uh-huh. if you want to make anything, a product, a service, a good, mm-hmm. if you want to make anything in or outside of time, something that's patentable or something that's made by hand, you must serve. Mm-hmm. 
You must serve a concept. You must serve a craft, a skill. But ultimately, you won't get anything back from it until it, you, or everything serves people. Yeah. So unless you and the things you create and put out outside of you are serving people, I say this with all love, but you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to hit a roadblock, a dead end, either in total misanthropy, becoming a misanthrope that does not appreciate everyone else and thinks they're somehow special, or maybe you don't think you're better. Maybe you think you're worse. Both things are lies. We're all one. But it also will take you away. If If you are not alive to service, it'll take you so far away from your truth of who you are that then there's other repercussions. Usually self-deprecating, self-hating, self-defeating yeah. repercussions that yeah. are coming and ruining things in your life and holding you back from growth because you're trying to fill a vacuum being filled, I mean being made by a lack of service. The yeah. vacuum's there because you're not serving. You're not doing what you right. were put here to do. What does a tree do? Just fucking grows, man. Yeah, yeah. And if you try to tell a tree to do anything else, it'll just laugh at you and it'll just go back to growing. Right. That's what we do, but we are stubborn. We're way, way more stubborn than a tree. Mm. We're like trees that try to be dogs sometimes. And that's our problem. So let's just grow. Yeah. Mm. Serve. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Be, serve. Be serve and when you can't serve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, serve and when you can't serve. And I, I say that because this. How many times in church and out, I've heard this my entire life. You know, I, I just want to serve. I want to help. I want to do this. But if you have put in a butt. The defeat is in your hands. The choice is in your hands. The options you've held in your hands and you can't see it yet. If you're not giving away in charity, in service, yeah, you're not going to be able to get back in the hundredfold that our generation thinks it's due. And I mean that. This I mean this by that. We are an entitled generation that thinks we're all going to be superstars. Yes. And we expect it to just come. Everyone thinks they're special. Have some magic sauce. Everyone thinks God's talking to them. Everyone thinks they're a prophet for profit. Yeah. That's next. That's the name of my next album. Profit for profit. Yeah. Nice. Here's the issue. We are prophets. Yeah. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Very true. For ourselves. So shut your fucking mouth until you can do something with it. Yes. That's been my lesson that I have been unable to learn. I'm a hypocrite. I tell myself I'm going to do, I'm, I am a procrastinator of the nth degree Aren't we all? in all the things that really, really impassion me. Mm-hmm. So any semblance of success I have is in the 1% of shit that gets out. Yeah. But at the same time, the things that I do get done, that I have the grace to get done, that get me by, they give me enough reinforcement to go back to it tomorrow morning. Even though a lot of times I feel like I am not putting out what I ought to be putting out. And there's a sense of responsibility unfilled, unfulfilled, sorry. Yeah. But that is really one that the artist puts on themselves. And the creator, the producer puts on themselves. We are all directing our own play that is our lives. And we are the, the main character. And if we're crazy enough, like I am, we're a couple of supporting actors. Yeah. Maybe a dozen. These voices... And these ideas and images that play out in our brains that we constitute as life are there because we're supposed to learn a lesson. So at the end of the day, we have to be free 
to be crazy actors in a crazy drama, a crazy tragic comedy. And yet, while we're the actor, while we're the director and the producer and everyone on stage on that side, we have to, in the same moment, be able to jump on this side and be an observer to the whole thing and learn the lesson of the day. Mm -hmm. And then sleep and give us ourselves enough rest to come back the next day and do it again. That's my daily life right there. That's life. That's life. That's, I like that's the way I see my daily life. Everything that I experience at the same time as I experience it, I almost want to step back from the moment, from what's happening in the room and observe it and analyze what where how did you end up here or what it is you're talking about or why or why why everything's happening, you know, and it's just I always find myself just finding very interesting answers and I that those are those moments where I'm like deep in those those conversations with God where I'm like whoa where like what where do I go next right like you tell me like I speak about Mosaic Conference because I was just there this girl two weeks ago was like if you ask God to provide a way for you to come here to the conference he will make it happen so I just prayed about it I was just like She's like, Father, please provide. Let us let me let me go to this conference. Within a couple of days, she was like, I'm I'm just gonna pay for your ticket. I just like I just feel called to do it, and I was just like, That's awesome. Thanks. You That's know? sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. And it was a, it was an interesting conference, man. It was an interesting conference. Um, my one big disclaimer about it was, people were getting hyped up for like nothing, like. Like you know how people scream at church, they're like "Hallelujah!" Or like "Woo!" Yeah, that's preach. one of my biggest turnoffs yeah. with it. It's like <laughs> this one. It was like um, they would say basic things. Like I went to the future of creativity like panel that they did, and one of the things that they said was like, "Have you guys ever thought about the fact that if you get a partnership with someone, you can grow together and develop even more unique ideas?" Mm -hmm. Holy shit, that's revolutionary. Everybody, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, wow. And it was just like, and I was sitting there and I was like, that was Two brains is better than one? Yeah, it's like, how how do you not know that already? (laughs) And then then, then they were like, and have you ever thought about working as a group? Really working as a group? That's straight out of Proverbs, man. In the council of many, there's wisdom. Yeah. But but it just, it just, to me, it's like, you guys are teaching these people like the most basic shit. And you're like, this is the future of creativity. No, this is current creativity. You ain't talking about no future right now. Like, I don't know. It was just it kind of stood out to me, and yeah, a cable of three cords is stronger than a cable of two. Yeah, yeah. that's just Proverbs, man. Solomon, man, mm. Koalath, baby. What do you know about Solomon? Do you know anything? Oh, else he's about the Solomon? man. He's my idol. Really? Wisest man ever, wealthiest man ever. He's like the Elon Musk of his time. He just had a thousand <laughs> lives, bro. Yeah. yeah, way bigger player, bro. Way he actually bigger. had gold. Bigger player than Will Chamberlain ever was. Oh, oh, Solomon's palace. Oh man! Wow. You see, Solomon was living before STDs, bro. Yeah, this guy was living in the Eden, bro. Yeah. Dude, Cleopatra was coming, or whoever. I, 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 maybe I'm misquoting, but some amazing queens were just yeah. coming. Nefertiti, or whoever it was. Whoever, yeah. whoever it was, they were coming to Solomon. Yeah, knowing he had another thousand, and they were just like, "Well, he's just that wise." Yeah, like. I'm about to learn something, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, you and all me. joking aside, uh, if you read Proverbs, if you read Ecclesiastes, Songs of Solomon, there's a lot to learn. Whether or not you're chalking it up as the literal word of God, because it's obviously coming out of a man. I mean, yeah. Solomon. But uh, whatever you chalk it up to, the dude was wise as fuck. Yeah, yeah you could definitely. I, Ecclesiastes was a lot of the talking that they I did love this Ecclesiastes. weekend. Favorite and it was book. amazing. One of my favorite books. Yeah. 
There was a. Um, they also talked. There, my, another thing that I was a kind of critical about was the fact that they talked about Elijah and Elijah, and the the dude who talked about it, his name was Kevin Lowe, and they talked about the Holy Spirit, and they talk and and when he was talking about it, he kind of was like making jokes in between. And like the vibe was almost like, oh, I'm just waiting for a joke now. Like I'm not even listening to what he's saying. And I didn't like that because I don't think I think the Holy Spirit is very serious. I think it's a very serious topic. It's very um, like oh, I totally disagree, man. Like, I, 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 I well, just I'm just saying that I don't have a reverence in the tone when you're talking about what is. However you can connect with the group that you're talking with. Yeah, I think that's the key. That's why there's different genres of Christian music. Like there's Christian rap because some people still want to feel hard, but they want to get a good message. Christian rap. No, some, but there's I'm, Christian I, rock yeah, but, for the I, same but I understand reason. what you're saying. But basically, there's a whole a whole stream of Christianity that sees the subject of the Holy Spirit not only as an untouchable, unjokeable, un you know mentionable subject, thereby yeah. blaspheming the Holy Spirit is an unforgivable offense. Right. I think that's a misunderstood concept. And I'm saying that maybe um, not really knowing the fullness of what I'm saying. I'm not going to pretend to know the fullness of the theology behind this. But when when people are talking about blaspheming the Holy Spirit, it's I see it as that whole commandment. And again, I don't I'm not I don't practice Christianity in the classic sense of going to church anymore. Although I believe in a lot of the tenets, but I feel that the spirit of that is the mission, the work of the Holy Spirit is to convict you of your sins and to give you point you give you conviction of your need for jesus christ right so to blaspheme the holy spirit is to deny his work mm. which is your need for jesus christ mm-hmm. now all that my feelings about all about my actual relationship with that aside that's my understanding right my understanding is you're blaspheming the holy spirit when you don't re- accept jesus which just means that the only thing that cannot be pardoned is not accepting Jesus, mm-hmm. which is to blaspheme the Holy Spirit, which is to go against his work, his message, what he does. That being said, I don't think, I think that's just theological words. It's just kind of cramp. The reality is what Jesus was, what he said, is way more important than what we say about him mm-hmm. and how we relate to him corporately today. Because yeah. this is, a, in my view, a perversion by time, evolution, and just because that's what people do. They change yeah, things. Change it. And thereby does not get, just like everything else that tries to get somehow um, permanence, it does not get permanence. Mm. So it doesn't get absolutism, and it mm. doesn't get reverence in the way that it sometimes seeks it, which is, you can't joke with me. I, I think anything can be joked with. I'm not easily offended. And I think humor is as much a part of God as zealousy is. Yeah. I mean, I so think the same that's part of Jesus that flipped the tables, irony comes from is the part Jesus. of Jesus that jokes. Yeah. I love Jesus flipping tables, man. That's my favorite well, that's Jesus. But that's the same Testament part of Jesus, Jesus that was hanging out with hookers, pimps, yeah. prostitutes, you know, everyone else. Like slaying everyone. Thieves, murderers. Jesus was Jesus hanging was out with. Hanging out with the yeah, he was an slowest. OPOG motherfucker, bro. Yeah. yeah. Except he wasn't actually Truth sleeping with any mothers. Yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't. As far when you as look know. at the life and ministry of Jesus, what is shocking to me, besides the fact that a huge portion of it is missing from the history, I mean, that's uh, what Catholic the Vinci Church codes all about. Yeah, Catholic Church explained that. But this dude was breaking molds 
His like story is so unique. Like even if no one paid attention, he would have been a rock star just because of what he was doing. He's like touring, going to people that are completely different. He just literally yeah. doing what he's not supposed to do. He was a gangster. Yeah. He was a rebel. Okay. He was a and rebel from just childhood. Like, yeah. Just like every good late twenties, early thirties rebel, he was going to be better received away from home. Yeah. So he left home and went and carried out his mission. But his mission is not what was made of it in Christianity. His mission was to share the kingdom of God. Not something for the future, not something for the past, something that is real and in the present. Something that we manifest from inside because it is who we are. It's our code. It's the ones and zeros inside. That is bigger than Christianity. It's bigger than words. There's no language to describe it. Jesus just tried in the language of his time with the stories of his time, but they were all pointing his entire life. His ministry was pointing something bigger, which was that world inside that the yogis were trying to get to that. The monks have been trying to get to it's the kingdom. And that, that those are the words Jesus used, but it's, it's the eternal. It is Nirvana. Mm-hmm. It is, where bliss, joy, peace, everything is, but it's right inside of you. It's right now. Yeah. You can turn around into yourself, turn it on. Find it. Inward. Tune in and turn on. And I think that inward journey, that search, that exploration is the letting go of yourself at the same time. Well, a lot of people are just walking and going through life, but not really looking inside themselves and connecting with themselves and what they want. And who they want to be, it's just kind of like whatever happens, happens when you can literally see where you're headed and control which direction you take. But a lot of people don't realize that they have that much control of themselves and their inner. If our if our neighbors, friends, family, and if we individually woke up every day to the fullness of our potential and power as creators as captains of our own destiny, well, of the choices that we have at hand every day, everything would change. Everything. Society would be nothing like what it looks like today. Needs and wants, within quotation marks, as we perceive them, would completely change. The value system would change. What family and friends felt like would change. Mm. Trust would change. That's, and thereby, things like <coughs> violence, the passionate things that drive society up and down and seemingly the, the, that the mechanisms of change would also change. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't need war and pestilence to drive us into innovation. Right. If you had enough people unified behind feeding our brothers, mm. right. Clothing our brothers. But reality is such that there is a gradual raising of awareness, I believe. And that is part of evolution. And it is the job of everyone who is awake to oneness, to love, to joy and peace as a present reality inside of them, separate their situation and circumstance. It is our job to hold that vibration and to raise it. Mm. That's crazy. I mean, I think that's a pretty dope place to probably chop it. Um, Before we let you guys get out of here. Um, did you have anything that you wanted to like leave the people with or any Damn, has it has it really been already that much time yeah, yeah. time flew by wow. time flew bro yeah I think I think I have some parting thoughts last time I, I mentioned gratitude and I always think that's just 
I always want to remind myself to be grateful. Today, I'll give us another parting thought to never stop seeking, especially for men who we are, we are joust into life, still boys, yeah, not knowing what it is to be a man. doesn't yeah. matter who you are throughout time. That's why we jumped into wars and right. into industries and into crazy things, just trying to prove ourselves to ourselves, to our brothers and to women for attention and for acceptance. Mm -hmm. My message is this. Never stop seeking who you really are because that is the ground well. That is the wellspring. That is the fountainhead. That is the source of your joy, your peace, and your love that you're going to share with yourself every day and with everyone that you come in contact with. Mm. But if you stop seeking and you break the habit of seeking out to better know yourself, you begin slowly over time to be more susceptible to outside influence. In other words, a false statement of who you are, a label, a constraint, a construct, just words. But over time, they become phrases, senses, paragraphs, and eventually a title that some can't unshake until it lands on their tombstone. Mm. So hold up your guard. Be vigilant. Yeah. And remember every day, find yourself. And if you know who you are, or you feel like you know who you are, write it down and remind yourself. And don't hold it too firmly because you're going to be changing and coming to new understanding of yourself <clears throat> all the time. So just keep finding it. Just be hungry and feed that curiosity, that sense of discovery of who you are mm. and what life is. Exactly. Wow. So just keep seeking. Be That's grateful sick. and keep seeking. Be grateful, keep seeking. I, I tried uh, the new Umami burger. Oh, uh, the Impossible burger. Yeah. The Impossible burger. I tried it for the first time. It's actually really good. I love and umami. so I'm all about the curiosity right there with you, man. Um, but on that note, it was random. I just, I've been thinking about it all day. I've been, it was really good, man. It was like soybean or, and um, potatoes. It's like, what? It's yeah like, it's like so it strange taste really good though, but, but it's really really good but it's expensive it was like 20 bucks uh nice. anyways all right guys well kino would you just put your instagram out there for the people again yes. yeah my instagram is at kino ito so it's at q u i n o i t o it's my handle for like everything that's nice. awesome awesome thank you guys again for having me i appreciate it yeah man this we have fun, fun every time i'm ready for some food though to be yeah, yeah i'm hungry as well hungry, uh, i think that's what i'm thinking y'all be about blessed the, man. The burgers. yeah keep doing what you're all doing yeah we'll we see you will, on, the we'll see on the next one thank Everybody you guys so much blessed. for binging binging yeah. the heck out of these three episodes that we recorded today it's yeah. been an amazing day a lot of work but we love you guys we hope you guys are enjoying it and we'll see you on the next one peace peace